It was a cold and dreary day when I packed away the very last box. It hadn't been so cold when I started packing away all the boxes, but taking every memory of my mum, lovingly wrapping it in bubble wrap and taping up the lids of those big cardboard moving boxes took a lot more time and bravery than I had expected. At this point, I bet I know what you're thinking. You're thinking either A, this is a very depressing start to a story, or B, you've assumed that my mum, whose birthday cards, pyjamas and old stuffed toys I'd just packed, is dead. Well, she's not. Just missing. For one year, today. The day I packed her last box. The last time I'd spoken to her was on the phone. She called me to say she had made a breakthrough at work, something I knew she'd been working on for years. She said when she got home, she'd tell me all about it. Only that was 365 days ago now. I shifted that last box off the bed with great difficulty and started to walk it towards the front door, where in 20 minutes, a man with a moving truck would be knocking. When out of the corner of my eye, I saw the tiny, torn and faded corner of a photo on the floor. I recognised it straight away. In the photo was a very snug eight-year-old me with mum sitting on the edge of my bed. Mum's lips were blurred in motion and her eyes wide with excitement as she undoubtedly told me the same story she did every night ever since I could remember. Mum was a world-renowned scientist by day but a brilliant storyteller by night. I can nearly remember the story word for word. one more time I'm not tired yet okay okay but only because you're so cute okay once there was a little girl named Alice who lived with her mum and their grouchy cat Felix and one day Alice was out for a walk when all of a sudden she found herself lost and all alone She knew from all her mother had taught her that if she followed the river and went down the rabbit warren, she would always find her way home. So off she trotted until she found it, a white door at the foot of a wise old gum tree. Finally, said Alice, as she reached for the brass handle, only when she twisted it, it wouldn't budge. You'll need a password for that, a voice groaned from over Alice's shoulder, She whipped around, her dress twirling on the spot like a spinning top. There, in front of her, was a perfectly groomed, snow-white rabbit. Now feeling rather frustrated and very tired from her long walk, Alice snapped back, And how am I supposed to know the password? Who am I to know? the rabbit said. I'm only the doorkeeper. How stupid, Alice thought, that the rabbit should assume she would know such a thing. With not a clue in the world what the password could be, she began guessing. She tried all the obvious guesses first. Alice for her, Felix for her cat, and Sarah for her mum. Then when those weren't working, she started to get a little more creative. She tried Thingamabob and Futterwacken. She tried Fabjus and Glump, Jabberwocky and Mimsy, Vorpal, Unbirthday, Salas and Grim and Grimbling. But none of them worked either. Alice was on her 124th guess and growing rather sleepy when finally she landed on it. Is it Wonderland? She asked. 
The rabbit grew a big smile and with a magical puff of air, the door popped open and Alice was off again without wasting another word. Mother was right, Alice thought. This place really is a rabbit warren. Past one tunnel into another, finally Alice saw a door marked home. When she twisted the handle and she stepped inside, the warm embers of her living room fireplace hung in the air and with a sigh of relief, Alice was home. As I placed the old photo down on the top of the moving box, a tear fell down on my cheek. What I wouldn't have given to hear her tell that story again. That's when I noticed it. On the bent corner of the photo was a loop of blue ink. I flipped the photo over to find a message scrawled across the paper in my mother's handwriting. It said, when you're all alone, follow the river down the rabbit warren and come and find me. Come and find me? The words fell out of my mouth as a million thoughts raced through my mind, but only one thought felt important. I had to go and find her. I knew it was crazy. I mean, following a fairy tale to find my missing mother is the plot of a bad movie, but I had a sinking feeling in my stomach that for the first time I was close to finding her. Okay, Alice, think, think, I said out loud. If the story is the clues, where do I go first? Then it hit me. Follow the river was clue number one. My mum's work address was 124 River Lane. River Lane. I got in the car and I raced there. The entire car ride was a blur. When I pulled up out the front, the building looked condemned and I started to doubt my brilliantly stupid plan. But off to the side of the building was an alleyway, only wide enough to walk through. And on the brick wall at the mouth of the alley was a rabbit painted in white spray paint. My heart started to pound and goosebumps ran up my spine as I sprung into action. At the end of the path was a large white roller door, like a service entrance, and it looked locked down like a fortress. But besides it, barely large enough to see, was a keypad. I typed in the only password I could guess at. W O N D E R L A N-D. The door screamed alive and I ducked under it before I could talk myself out of it. Inside, the walls were white and it felt cold and sterile like a hospital. I knew it would be too easy if there was a big sign above a door that said, Alice's mum here, but I had no clue what door I was supposed to be going through. One marked Laboratory 1, then Laboratory 2 and three and four, all the way down to 12 before the doors disappeared around the corner. But on the other side of the hallway was a door marked keep out. I guess I figured if that didn't work, I'd start with lab one and work my way down. As soon as I opened the door, the smell of hot, salty chemicals hit me like a tidal wave. The room was filled with beakers and vials, all bubbling and boiling away like a soup kitchen on a busy dinner shift. Nothing else but one glass tank against the back wall, the kind you would keep a hamster in. It felt so peculiar, and since I had no other clues left to go off, I thought I may as well investigate. 
I approached the tank to find there was indeed a fluffy brown hamster sitting inside, sitting amongst the hay at the bottom of the tank, and all tucked up with him, reading a tiny copy of the book Alice in Wonderland, was my mum, only four inches tall. This is a dream. This has to be a dream, I thought. I was so sure that I rubbed my eyes and pinched the inside of my palms. Only when I looked again, there she was, now standing with her hands against the glass with that same look of excitement in her eyes. The beaker, she called, her tiny little voice so small and meek I could barely hear it. All of my blood rushed to my feet. I had to tear them away from the ground to take off looking. All the beakers were boiling viciously, all but one, the one that sat still and calm. I took it to the tank and with a dip of my finger, dropped a tiny little drop on my tiny little mother. And before my eyes watched her grow and grow until she was her usual 66 inches tall, the perfect height to hug and hold for the first time in a year. Finally, I was where I was meant to be. In her arms, I was home.